I would still prefer watching the cartoon version of yeah. a Lego <laughs> Joker voiced by Zach Galifianakis than Jared Leto's yeah. shirtless shit. This franchise to quote uh, the Joker from the Tim Burton films, like it needs an enema. It needs some campiness. It needs to like flush out all the, the, the grim dark shit that has clogged it up because of Zack Snyder and his bullshit. And we need to actually like have some fun with it. Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new Lego Batman movie, starring Will Arnett as Batman. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hey there, everybody, and welcome in to episode 103 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with Nick Cheney. Hey! Hello. And Toussaint Egan. Everything hey. is awesome. Everything oh, is cool fuck. when you're part of a team. If it, if it weren't for, for that fucking song from Boyhood, that would probably be my least favorite song that you guys sing all the what time. What song? Let me go. I don't want to be your hero. That's all we know. No, we know the other part. Okay. No, let's not do it. No, you say you know it, so I want to see if I don't have... want to be a big man. Just want to find well, if anyone else. Well, that was enlightening. So, we can do more. <laughs> please don't. Please just let us continue on with our lives. Today, we are talking about the Lego Batman movie, which is the second. Lego. Lego. <laughs> I don't want to be your Batman. Uh, okay. The second Lego movie after the Lego movie came out three years ago? That sounds right. It's been a minute. 2014? Two years. Two years. Nah, three Two. years. Was it yeah. really? 2013? Yeah, we went and saw this when we were uh, at Aurora. Yeah, in a uh, blizzard. During that snowstorm. Yeah. Back when we used to get snow. Yep. So, yeah, I think it was 2014, and then now this comes out, and there will be a- another Lego movie coming out that uh, one or both of my co-hosts may bring up later on in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, coming out later this year. This film, however, centers around Bruce Wayne as he must not only deal with the criminals of Gotham City, but also with the responsibility of raising a boy he has adopted. Anyways, uh, the film stars Will Arnett as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, or the voice of him, rather, along with Michael Cera as the voice of Robin, Rosario Dawson as the voice of Batgirl and Barbara Gordon, Ray Fiennes as Alfred Pennyworth, and then we have a bunch of other people showing up, uh, like Zach Galifianakis, Jenny Slate, Conan O'Brien, Doug Benson, Billy D. Williams. What was Conan O'Brien? He was the Riddler. He had like two oh. hmm. Yeah. Wait, what was... Oh, Jenny Slate was Harley. Yes. The whole time I was like, man, they should have got Jenny Slate to do this because it sounded just like her. And then It was so her. So that makes more sense. Boom. Oh, yeah. And also, randomly, Eddie Izzard doing the voice of Voldemort, even though they have the actual person <laughs> yeah. who does the voice of He's Voldemort. Right I was waiting for like, some kind of joke. Hmm? I was waiting for some kind of in-joke about that. But yeah. No. Nope. So, uh, this film was directed by Chris McKay. Uh, who's done other things uh, in terms of animated uh, properties? Did he work as the animation supervisor for a Lego movie? Mm, I don't think so. thought so. Mm. He was the editor of the Lego movie. Ah, I see. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, this movie came out, uh, and it came out in kind of a weird time where everything was pushed together, as this came out the same weekend as the film we reviewed last week, John Wick Chapter 2. Fifty Shades Darker. I know. Uh, which, again, I still haven't gotten the timing of all those kind of being converged together. As This is a really 
Well, I mean, you got your... Small time of year. It was We're just talking demographics. In one weekend alone, you got something for them honeys, something for the men, and something for the kiddos. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it right there. But I don't want to... Let me just retract that and say that I think there is no such thing as a gendered film. Yeah. And uh, kids are not a gender. So, who would like to start off talking about the Lego Batman movie? I can. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, I was a little on the fence because I actually quite liked the trailers, but the Lego movie, as much as I did enjoy it, did not really give me any confidence that I needed to see any other Lego movie ever again. (laughs) So I was kind of like, this is going to be something that's going to annoy the shit out of me, or maybe I'll find it to be a pleasant surprise. And I'm happy to report that it was actually more of a pleasant surprise for me. I, Someone who's not interested in Batman, uh, the mythos therein, and uh, the fan culture that surrounds it, I was surprised by how many Batman in jokes that I both recognized, but also laughed at, because I thought it was just very well done. I think... Um, Yes, like there's certainly kind of nailing home certain things like the the ridiculousness of the 66 Batman. Uh, but it's weird how effortlessly all versions of Batman fit inside this very cartoonish world, in my opinion. Because I'm a person who doesn't really care for Batman because of the fact that I can not take him seriously, whatever it is in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... And so this is the first time that I watched the Batman movie that not only did I, um, you know, I, I appreciated him being kind of lampooned as a, you know, a hero figure, um, but maybe because that Trojan horse was able to get in there, I also then started to actually kind of fall for the pathos of this movie, too. I thought the, the lesson at the end... Um, was completely earned, particularly in, in the genre of being a ch- children's film. You know, it's got to come very blunt and whatnot. But and I, it's in line with the actual character of Batman. Exactly. Like, they, they weren't doing something random or anything like that. So, I overall, I mean, I, I certainly have a lot of individual thoughts, but I got to say, I was surprised that I enjoyed this so much. And I, personally, I think it's a thematically... I think it's more thematically coherent than the Lego movie, uh, and it makes it a much uh, better package, well, in the, my opinion. The Lego movie took a hard left turn late it does. in the film. And if it, yeah. you know, if that hard turn worked for me, then that movie would be like like a masterpiece almost, because it is such an ambitious, and it doesn't like turn me off the whole movie or anything like that. But here, playing it safe kind of won out, because uh, it just, this movie in particular, the Lego Batman, knows exactly what it is, and yeah, if you're not into it, that's totally fine, I can see that, but um, at the end of the day, I laughed a lot, and I was actually very thankful for the dramatics uh, that happened in the third act, which I thought were both not too cliched. I mean, it's not so much that we haven't seen it before, but it does fit right in line with Batman, uh, the mentality of the duality of Bruce Wayne and, and Batman. That I, I was just very appreciative that these uh, the, the people, whoever wrote this script and made this movie, were certainly, I think, fans of Batman, but not, shall we say, the kind of diehard fans that think that Batman himself and, and the comics Can are, no are sacrilegious or something. Yeah. So. So I was a big fan, and that was a surprise. Yeah. I um I didn't love this as much as I really wanted to because I was really excited for this. Uh, I still think it was a very good film, though. And I probably will actually <clears throat> be raising my rating on this uh, on this episode, actually, because oh. I I mean, not a lot, but by oh, half no, Five star, stars. Sure. You're locked in. Absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty much been said. Uh I still thought this was a very good film, a very well done children's film that also incorporated comedy and thematic elements for adults, which is pretty much what you have to do to make a children's film these days, uh, unless you make something like Trolls. And even that definitely had some things in there for adults. So, right? So... Where are you going with that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> imagining <laughs> trolls fucking. Wow. Uh, that's not what I was going for. I know, but that's where my head went. <laughs> hey, hey! That's Sorry. great. Yeah. Our hearers are stuck together. Oh, for God's sake. Please stop doing that. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I, I, would, you, I would like you to stop doing that. 
anyway, continue. Can you imagine a troll in Sammy Bagel Jr.? Troll in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, I was doing Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this Lego Batman movie, though, I, I thought there actually probably could have been more reference to other Batman properties than there already was. Interesting. Which, for someone who isn't necessarily a fan like yourself, you probably were very at home with uh, what there was. Because yeah. there was some, especially early on, and that faded a little bit as the film went, which is, is fine, because whatever. But I wanted that to continue and have a little more throughout. Uh, there's a couple lines early on. There's one that's in reference to the uh, the uh, parade uh, from the first Batman film. That one parade great. where they played Prince? Yeah. Uh, and then there is also, uh, he has the same line from Michael Keaton about want to get nuts, let's get nuts, uh, which also was fantastic. But both those were really early on, and I feel like the references sort of faded I, as the film went on. If I can at least conjure a guess as to something, mm-hmm. which is that I agree in the sense that I do think the movie feels top-heavy with the references. However, and I can't name them off the top of my head because I'm not that much of a Batman fan to remember it now like over a week later but as far as I remember I remember them being like in the foreground but I swear it didn't so much taper off as they started getting more and more in the background because I remember by the finale there were a lot of uh, restaurants and like billboard signs and a few other things that seemed oh I mean there there were and there were so you're just talking about more outward yeah no I I was meaning more things that were Okay. Right there for you as a and fan like myself, yeah. who is a fan of pretty much all the Batman uh, properties uh, that have been throughout history. Um, and I liked a lot of other small little details uh, that incorporated other Batman, uh, Batman franchises, uh, specifically uh, Doug Benson doing the voice of Bane, who's exactly like the Bane from uh, The Dark Knight Rises, uh, but... A lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, in terms of the story, uh, kind of like what you're talking about, Nick, um, it, it very much falls in line with that superhero, conflicted, vigilante type thing. But this film doesn't really go hard in on the vigilante angle as we've seen over and over again in the Christopher Nolan and now with the Ben Affleck Batman films. That is a hard alcoholic, vigilante, depressed. We still get the kind of sad, depressed Batman thing, but it's definitely taken with a different vibe to it. likes to watch Jerry Maguire. (laughs) That was good. I will say, I think you're onto something in the sense that whenever I've been watching recent Batman projects and such, one thing I'm always kind of, at least from my own perspective, blown away by is that Batman, to me, as someone who's never read the comics, so I I don't have quite the exposure to him as a lot of other people do, but it always seems to me that there's something incongruous or whatever to the idea that Gotham City feels like a lived-in city, no matter what entry point I'm taking, whether I'm playing the Arkham games or... Oh, you're playing the Arkham games? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, nice. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But whether I'm doing that or watching uh, some of the movies or even catching a moment of Gotham, which is a horrible show. It's a very bad show. It is. But I will say the, 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 the foundation and the core of Gotham City itself is always pretty much intriguing and whatnot. And yet for all of its sense of community and all these people that reoccur in so many past uh, projects, and I'm kind of counting at least part of the Christopher Nolan franchise. The, the, the it's weird to me how a lot of Batman projects and uh, things have not really dived into the most obvious thing here. Is if these is this if this is such an incestuous town, um, then there should be more of an emphasis on family, and they don't have to go all fast and furious on it. Uh, you know, and say it's family. family. But at least here, I thought it made a lot of sense because it's a children's film, and I was just happy to see that to see everybody acknowledge that, like, yeah, they're all just kind of like one bat. I don't know, battering away from like fucking each other. <laughs> I will say one last thing before passing on to Dusan. Uh Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, I thought was quite good, and um, I enjoyed. That portrayal of the character, which is very um, similar, I would say, uh, to the cartoonish, which yeah. makes sense here, uh, the cartoonish way that he was uh, shown 
Um, I'm trying to think of it in the old Mark, Batman by Cesar Romero. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. By Cesar Romero. So a very kind of silly. Loopy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was very much refreshing after Jared Leto's take on the Joker to have uh, something that felt a lot more actually authentic, even if it is the storyline is very simple. So. I, I did like the joke. We're going to get criminals to fight other criminals? That's just the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. Man. Some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, let's move on to Tucson. Okay, so sort of like um, Alex, I'm a a fan of the the Batman franchise. I think I've already like made that clear for like past episodes when we've, when we've reviewed Batman property. Yeah. So I was really looking forward to this film. For Mask of the Phantasm was one of your favorites of the six superhero movies we did. Oh, yes. and the Batman movie. Yes, yes, it was. We've yeah. actually done a lot of. Batman, Batman. yeah. We've done the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, Superman, Batman vs Superman, and then there was some involvement with Suicide Squad as well. There was some involvement, yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, when he cracks the windshield and grabs Harley Quinn, yeah. To to just cut to the chase, I'm a Batman fan, but and and then rapes her. I'm sort of a a reluctant (laughs) Batman fan at sometimes, just because the recent um, Batman portrayals have really left me uninspired. I don't really enjoy them, and I don't really enjoy that portrayal of a character, so I was really looking forward to Lego right. Batman. Really quick, are you talking yeah. about Christian Bale and Ben Affleck? I'm not or? talking about Christian Bale. I'm talking about Ben Affleck. Okay. I'm talking about the grim, dark need to like double down on the, the Iron Age comic okay. uh, inspiration. Gotcha. I was looking forward to Lego Batman just because I think that this, this franchise, to quote... Uh, the Joker from the Tim Burton films, like it needs an enema. It needs some campiness. It needs to like flesh out all the, the, the grim dark shit that has clogged it up because of Zack Snyder and his bullshit. And we need to actually like have some fun with it. And I felt like this film, uh, actually introduced a lot of that for me. It was like, I am, I, I'm, I'm sort of lukewarm on children's films. Like, I don't know if like, I've just sort of like grown out of them. It was like most of them I find insipid, but like even, even me in sort of like my my sort of like guarded attempts of just like trying to like greet the film at a distance, I was totally disarmed with laughter. I was laughing in spite of myself at the very first lines of the film. It was like, black. Every important film opens with black and important music. I was like, fuck, it's already got me. It's already, that, it's already got me. Wasn't that, uh, even, wasn't that during the logos? Yeah, yeah that was during the, the fucking logos. Yeah, that was these, great. And these then, guys are important. Yeah, yeah, it's like, MacGuffin Airlines, like, what are you yep. transporting? I was like, oh, we're transporting all these bombs and two best friends. <laughs> I was just laughing. I thought yeah, it was fucking hilarious. There, there was some about the sound effects, too. Uh, oh, yeah. When they come walking out and you just hear the clicking when they're, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was okay. great. Yeah, I really enjoy Will Arnett's uh, portrayal of Batman just because it's it's sort of a reprise of how he was portrayed in the Lego movie, but it just sometimes it's even more like over the top and I really enjoy it for that. Um Ray Fiennes is incredible as Alfred. I I love Ray Fiennes' portrayal because he's just so deadpan and he's just, like really trying to like it's like he's trying to work with a a a uncommittal child that's not willing to actually like do anything, but it's actually a grown ass man. And it's nice to know that bat that Alfred is as sick of Batman shit as I am. Yeah. And I and I really enjoy that. Uh Zach Galifianakis's um portrayal of the Joker I think is just fucking awesome. And yeah. it just totally kicks the fucking teeth out of Jared Leto's like portrayal again. It's like they're not really comparable in that no, way, but it's, I, was, I, I was, just enjoy. I was gonna say it didn't have much to do. I just, uh, but, I just enjoy yeah. his portrayal of the Joker better, just because that's if who you the took Zach Galifianakis' portrayal and you remove the jokes, I would still prefer watching the cartoon version of yeah. a Lego <laughs> Joker voiced by Zach Galifianakis than Jared Leto's yeah. shirtless shit. That being said, like I really. I really did enjoy this film, but one thing that's kind of cropped up in like my my post watch analysis of it is that it's a. I I feel like the the precedent of the Lego Movie has sort of created this this excuse for future Lego adaptations of other properties to sort of get away from like actually 
building on what the namesake of the fucking film is. Like, it's the like, le- why does this have to be Lego? It's, yeah, why? Why? Yeah. I feel like Michael Tucker, like, saying, he's like, why is it fucking Lego? It's fucking Lego. It's like, why aren't they doing anything? You mean but don't Malcolm? Say, but don't say at the Tucker. end. Yeah, where, where, I was going to say that's a huge where, part of the climax of the like, film. Th- but that's the only part of the film that actually deals with it being it explicit, play explicitly Lego. Like, what? Yeah. The transforming, like, vehicles? Like, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, they do the same kind of thing where when they need to go somewhere, instead of instead of just having something on hand, he has to build a new vehicle. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I, I kind of agree, but I yeah. feel like there's too many points in the film where it does come into play to say that it's not being utilized. I feel like it's a Batman movie first and a, and a Lego Batman movie first. Far, far, far third, not second. Here's what I'll say about what your bowl sandwich is. I'm like right in the middle because I'm with you, Tucson, in the sense that this doesn't need to be Lego yeah. Batman. And yet, I see what you're saying, Alex. And yet, I also, I, de- I guess I wouldn't say, and I think I quite enjoyed this movie, but I wouldn't give it credit for what you're talking about because for me, that felt like, well, this is a Lego movie, so we can just have them build their way out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's more of a lazy form of writing that doesn't really bother me but I, I wouldn't praise so to speak like um, the the lego movie itself is a film that's like built around sort of the glorification of creativity and yeah. like sort of the inherent like 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 worksmanship and like craftsmanship that goes into like making lego models and stuff i i don't feel like that sort of like emphasis on creativity ever like comes into play with batman and it's more like focusing on sort of a it, and it, even when it does i would say right. like um, rests its shoulder on something that I think could have potentially been more powerful mm-hmm. in its connection to Lego use, which is the final scene where they have to literally uh, plug into each other to, yeah. to form that bridge. Yeah. Like that is that in and of itself is a very Lego esque thing. Uh, but that but was the like the one time in the entire film that I felt we like we didn't that was really apparent. get a build up to the idea of you know because I think a lot of the other prominent themes were overshadowing any sense of actual Lego. Uh, I don't know uh, Lego emphasis. Yeah, like the entire t- entire fucking town is made out of Lego. Everybody's made out of Lego. Well, I will say this though, however, and I mean. I feel like the Lego aspect of it is is kind of twofold because you you wanting to sell this idea of kids seeing who are interested in Legos mm-hmm. seeing a Lego movie, but also too, even in just a straight animated film, you would never see the kind of convergence of universes that we've seen in the two Lego movies. No, but I think at least what I think Tucson might be thinking at what point. If we continue down this track, do these essentially mean nothing other than just being a, a commercial for it, toys? It, it just feels like it's just a, a brand that's being like slapped onto something else. Like that, That's where I, I get from the impression of the, the Lego Ninjago like yeah. trailer it's going to be coming out. It's like, and, I agree. And all the other Maybe subsequent... Maybe we now we got bad blood. But all the subsequent Lego films that are going to be coming out, are they actually going to be building off of... Like, literally <laughs> building off Sorry. of the precedent <laughs> of of incorporating <laughs> Lego elements into this? Or is, just going, is it just a backdrop excuse I, for, a, for a, uh, uh, another, like, hackneyed, like, form, formulaic, like, story about friendship? I guess I... It's not that I'm disagreeing with what you're saying because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking what you're saying is I like pretty much film. completely valid. Yeah. This is but, way more in depth than I thought we would get. Yeah, no, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just like the idea of seeing these super villains from other franchises that would again have no involvement in a Batman film arrive in a Batman film, even if it's ton in cheek and kind of silly. The idea of Voldemort and the Eye from Lord of the Rings yeah. arriving as villains uh, and just having comical only... use of them. I it, I quite enjoy it. it re- I think it's great. It reminded me of a recent video game that came out, which is Lego branded called Lego Dimensions, Dimensions yeah. where you can basically it, – it's like Skylanders only with Lego. Like all the different Lego sets can be like used to like jump into these different worlds. You have Doctor Who world. You which have, you like, had in here. You had Daleks. Yeah, you had – like Lord of the Rings world and other shit like that. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with it. That's cool. But at the end of the day, I will admit for me, 
the whole like evil bad guy, whatever they call that zone, whatever. Oh, uh, that's the um the Phantom Zone. That's actually like part of like comic comic lore. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't, I'm actually surprised that like the way that it was introduced. Like, why the fuck is Zod not in? Why is Zod not brought? They talked out of the about him. They did. Like that's they how did. they introduced it. And yeah. I was like, where the fuck is he? I was like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I will admit that like when it when it happened in the Lego Movie, it didn't really bother. Like when they could go to that council of you know all the master builders and yeah. whatnot. I thought that was funny. Here, I wouldn't say that I like was like rolling my eyes, but because it was just a repeat of what I thought was a great set piece of the Lego movie, I'm a little past, especially what you just brought up, Toussaint, the whole Lego Dimension craze. Right. Like, the minute it happened, I couldn't not stop thinking, oh, man, this is, like, going to be Lego Dimension 2, like, the Batman level, and then add the Eye of Sauron and Jaws, Shark, and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, as much as I quite enjoy this movie, I'm getting slightly cynical as to how this franchise is going to, uh, to progress. Because yeah, because yeah. I think it will have diminishing returns. Probably. I just enjoy it. Yeah. To, to, totally honest with you, as someone who is not into video games in terms of other than sports and is not into right. Legos and the whole thing, the idea of seeing... What do you do with your time? <laughs> she does other uh, Some of us have jobs. Yeah. Uh, the idea of seeing Lord Voldemort arrive and having you know his spells being used in the universe that includes Batman, to me, is just so cool. Yeah. And to see it in such a, a fun way and not be so up its own ass like some of the Harry Potter films became. Even though I like them, that's just it got so serious and involved or here it was a lot of fun. I will say that the reason why I don't dislike the Phantom Zone and the cast of evil bad guys because they did save themselves. Because the minute I was introduced to the Phantom Zone, I said to myself, not to the people sitting next to me. You just which, said it out loud? No, but I, in my head. Right. Um, which, okay, can I just say something really quick? Sure. I was at the say theater. it out loud. I hate going to children's movies. I really do. A, because <laughs> it always they can't ends, stop vaping. No, but A, it always ends with me getting arrested, and I don't know why. And B, <laughs> no, but true story, I don't understand the seating pattern that always happens when I go to a children's film. It's always I always pick a time when I think nobody will really be there, and sure enough, that happened again here. So I'm sitting in the theater, nobody else is in there, and then a family walks in, fine, whatever, I don't care, and they sit right behind me. I just, I don't understand, because then that their fucking child proceeded to kick my chair and talk the whole time. And it's like, I don't think that, like, they as a family or he needs to shut up or anything like that, but why do you insists on like not there are so many chairs in this empty theater like if i had a child i'd be like listen my child's an asshole so i'm gonna make sure there's like five rows in between us like i would not be afraid to like not give my child everything he i don't know it just really pisses me off and i really had to say that because this was the second bad experience i had after a father vaped in front of me uh in a 9 30 showing of zootopia (laughs) anyway okay so um when it comes to oh why I didn't uh, ultimately what saved the Phantom Zone bad guys uh, was that when when we were first introduced to it in my head, I thought, oh, thank God, they are going to actually have a real use for the shark repellent. And I was so happy that they actually went through with that. Yeah, so. that, that was a good payoff for the joke, especially like circling back to like the incorporation of different um, different references and jokes to other parts of the Batman canon. Uh, I really enjoyed all the references to like, it's like, yeah, Batman always stops you. It's like, what? It's like, what about that one time with the two boats? Like, fuck off. It's like, forget about the two boats. And just like, what about that one parade with the, when you play Prince? Yeah. Or How about that song in the opening that references all the different uh, villains? Yeah. And they say, if you don't believe us, go to Google, look it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I um, they referenced Egg uh, Eggman. Well, isn't there Vincent who, Price from who, the '60s series? Yeah. Uh, who, Condiment, Man. Condiment Man. That's yeah. a real guy. Yeah, yeah that's fucking, that's fantastic. That's that's a deep deep cut. Um, I didn't know about that. Shit. I was say I didn't know that until after I walked out of that. that? And I'm so yeah. glad I do now. Who are you? Um, <laughs> so Condiment Man. Yeah, that that was that was pretty pretty nuts. But I. I think that all of them were really incorporated very well, especially like towards the the finale, um, where it's like, yeah, Robin's like, we're gonna hit these guys so hard that the there's gonna be sound effects that visually like jump out from the impact, and I'm like, I thought that was like a very cheeky way of like circling back and like bring all those things together. But 
Um, I thought that it was pretty much an exhaustive list, in my opinion, of a lot of references. Probably not like specific mm-hmm. references, but like but even like plot tropes. The the idea of uh, of Joker going into Arkham Asylum yeah. to unleash the villain is yeah. the Arkham Asylum video game's plot. Every single like continuity, like modern continuity of Batman, aside from perhaps maybe the comics. Like, the comics are conspicuously not referenced, but I think it's more of, like, the movie and, like, television properties that are referenced the most, like, was referenced in this film. So much to the point that, and I guess this is, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll save it for, for the end when, when we're doing our, our, our wrap-up for the film, but, like, I felt like it was just an exhaustive list of references. Hmm. So, yeah. so you actually had, I guess I had a... a, a a slightly different <laughs> outlook fun. yeah. because I loved that there were so many references throughout that I actually thought it kind of slowed down. But hmm. this is definitely a movie that I, I feel like uh, on a rewatch I'll enjoy even even more than I did the first yeah. time. I mean, just the little things here, like uh, the the reference about Bed Bath & Beyond coupons never expiring. That was like fantastic that's... <laughs> because that's a real thing. Yes, it and is. I know. And, and, and my wife I was gonna say, previously I was, worked I there. I thought and about she... you actually clapped and laughed yes. at the same time of the year. Because, I knew that yeah. because my mom tells me all the time, oh, it's a Bed Bath Beyond coupon. It never expires. And so, yeah, when that happened, that was one of my... I I laughed really hard that the kids stopped kicking me for 10 seconds. Um, so that was great. But yeah. I, I was uh, very thankful for no, that. No, that, that was great. Uh, it was in the trailer, which is unfortunate, but... Was it? Uh, no, no, not that. Uh, oh, something okay. else. Sorry. I was like, whoa. The uh, the uh, moment with him struggling with the different uh, uh, <laughs> inputs. Inputs. Yeah. Oh man, that was great. That and was uh, a moment from the very first trailer where he's like on the floor pushing around, saying, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> that just, I just felt like is so good. And what's the also? I'm just kind of rambling yeah. right now. But what's the, the the lobster dish he keeps eating? He's I like, forget what he calls it, but I know what you're talking about. And he's like sitting in a in a body of water somehow in an inner tube like and then there's just they're all just piled up then yeah. and he puts them in the micro i just i mean he makes it for his family yeah oh. um, I, I just so many little things like that were, were really i good. have a question okay for you too which is i think i know what alex is gonna say which is i don't think you were a fan compared to like other things in the movie but did you like michael sarah's Voice, whatever performance. Fly, Robin, fly. You know, I, I, I thought he was pretty much perfectly cast. Okay, because he was my personal favorite yeah. part of this movie. I was cracking up at just about everything he said. Not because it was really all that, like, every joke is some kind of variation of being either needy, clingy, or over-exuberant. But it was always hysterical for me. And um, him doing, it's rain and dads, was one of my favorite <laughs> Uh, line readings in that entire yeah. movie. Oh. That, he tells him he instructs him how to like actually get inside of the vault in order to get the 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 Phantom Zone projector, and he's like, "Okay, now do everything that I told you <laughs> backwards." And he comes back on fire and yep. shit. I don't know about the uh, the comics, obviously, but for every. Batman piece of media that I've seen, it was a very different take on what Robin has ever been. It's the closest to it is actually the 60s series because he was always uh, Burt Ward, I think, mm-hmm. is the, and he was always like this young scab. Yeah, but scab not, not like that. Not the not reasoning, in that kind of way. I mean, maybe not. The reasoning for his costume. Close. I mean, every was time fucking he, incredible. Can I just say the that? The reggae man? The reggae man. Yeah. I was like, oh, what that about these good. pants? Yeah! <laughs> Maybe, I, I don't know. I've been watching the Batman series, the original series, um, very slowly, but whatever. But I would say Michael Sarah's enthusiasm to be Robin is only a tenth more than, I think, at least, from uh, the original Reward. 60s Robin. Yeah. Because it's kind of hilarious. Uh, one thing I was actually disappointed that never got mentioned even though there was no real way to do it because they changed the uh the the origin so to speak which is totally fine but there was always weird jokes in the original 60 series about how like why does uh uh 
Bruce spent so much time with his nephew, and it was like almost a implied homo, 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 homosexual. Homina, 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 homosexual. It was like this weird implied homosexual relationship where like everybody's trying to like homo, 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 homosexual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and so I guess because he was an orphan boy, it might have been even weirder, uh, especially in today's climate. Yeah, but um, yeah, there was no uh, no give also or take that, there. This is. You know the that Batman franchise was made for a much different audience than this Lego Batman film was made for. It I was, think. but it this in a much different time. Also. I, in a much yeah. different time, I would say the two goals are eerily similar between because the original I series I, is a children's show made for adults. I, I was I gonna think, say I feel like whenever I watch the original series, I feel like. If I'm comparing it to watching a game show, I feel like I'm watching the match game. Like right. I feel like it's just obnoxious lunacy happening. It that is, but is I'm an saying on-point observation. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it totally is. It is, but I, I say th- I think that these two properties share a lot in common because I think okay. that both of them are aimed at children, but are written in a way where only adults will truly, I think, walk away from it, like with a everlasting love for it because it uh when you view it as an adult it has this kind of hilarious uh veneer about it that you don't usually get in a superhero uh property that i don't know i actually i kept thinking about the uh the 60s batman the most out of all the properties that which that got a lot of references which was great it did it it even got some it even got some actual live action video Yep. So uh, even uh, Alfred puts on the uh, he's like, "Well, I'm a big fan of the '60s." Yeah, I didn't necessarily love that, but meh. I liked how Alfred's uh, costume was actually sort of like it was evocative of the '60s, but it was also of the the Green Hornet like Kano Butler like manservant sort of thing. It's like, yeah, because I looked at the the costumes between the two, like compared to one another. And I'm just like, oh, he does look a lot like Kano. I, um, if you, if you want to talk about a reference, I was surprised was not made. Uh, I was surprised there was not a comment about Vicky Vale getting into the Batcave in this movie. Hmm. I guess. Yeah. I thought it would have been an easy. Oh, like edit. from from uh, from the Tim Burton film. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only situation where that ever happened. That so. would just be like another extraneous character, though. It's like an, it already has. Yeah, like but a, we had plenty of those. Like a at like moments. a female foil. This character like in the form of like barbara gordon but see she does get into the Batcave at some point right yeah. they all I do mean, yeah. yeah so that's what i'm saying that yeah. would have been a perfect opportunity for you him to say but that's bruce yeah. wayne and batman are roommates <laughs> yeah oh that's, man that's, that's um uh, and this movie even had the imagery of uh, penguins diving in the water, didn't it? Yeah, at it one did. point. Yes. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to make sure I didn't. They were the that. ones that put the bomb underneath the, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. power supply. That was yeah. great. That's still. Oh man, during the uh, the Adam West Batman movie, when Burgess Meredith <laughs> opens his umbrella when he's in the water. Yeah. Oh my God, that is something special. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that it's it's notable that the the Adam West Batman, when it's actually referenced in. Uh, Alfred's like whole uh, list of all of Batman's prior escapades that it's the only one that's in live action because I feel like probably it's uh, already a cartoon. It's already a cartoon and perhaps the Lego movie draws the most inspiration from that incarnation of Batman in it, when it comes to its comedic yeah. like precedent. Like there's no other like other continuity of Batman that is arguably as comedic in tone. I think it's in the sense that it, without the 66 Batman, mm-hmm. this would be a weird beast. Like, you know, like to reference all the other Batmans, like even though Tim Burton can be silly, there's still a grimness to uh, Burton's sensibilities, yeah. you know. And um, so I think they're almost making sure that they're not pretending like they got there first. They're just kind of updating that sensibility for a um, much younger audience. I mean, arguably, t- um, Burton's incarnation was like the first to actually introduce a lot of those gothic elements yeah. to it that would then be built on in different like ways from the, the other subsequent Like the films. back credit card and the... Uh... Uh, no, not like that. But one thing I wanted to make note of hey, that I like... caused the <laughs> the crash of the economy. Let's not talk about that. Anyway, I like... Well, one thing that I really like about this film that's sort of represented through like Alfred's whole shtick about all the previous escapades for Batman is that 
what's common for for all the different continuities of Batman is that they all seem like these isolated silos of this one story, just like different incarnations of it. But you actually have jokes that refer, like like when Bruce Wayne is going to the whole gala for uh, Commissioner Gordon's uh, retirement. He's talking about like. He's Gotham's most eligible bachelor 90 years in a row. Like, he actually acknowledges his lifespan, and I think that's fucking incredible because it turns out, like, all the – wait, which one of these is the true continuity? turns out all of them have existed at the same time at one point. You'll, I think you probably, Tucson, would appreciate this yeah. uh, just because it was a character who got fucked over early on in the Batman universe. Uh, but, huh? I said Ew. Continue. Um, Billy D. Williams getting to do the voice of Two Face yes! ah. after, after u- being sidelined for Tommy Lee Jones. At, at least one part of the universe has been set right. <laughs> one part, yeah. Finally. I mean, and that's just one of the funny things because obviously he appears in the first Batman film with yeah. Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as Harvey Dent, and then all of a sudden he's no longer there. You want to know what that is, Tim Burton? Bless his soul, he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. He really didn't. He was just winging it, and he made a good film out of it, so whatever. Yeah. So, why don't we get to final thoughts and ratings, and uh, I guess we'll start where we started the episode with Nick. Oh, hello. You! Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, More than I thought I would, to be honest. Uh, I thought it was very funny. I thought the lessons, you know, that you always have to impart in a children's film were actually wonderfully utilized here as a way to comment on the mythos of Batman, but also to uh, effortlessly, you know, make it more pat for children to digest. And um, uh, in general, I just thought this was a really good movie. I, I will admit, as much as I'm cynical about the idea of the Lego movie franchise becoming <laughs> a juggernaut... Um, I also, at, at least at this point, I'm not tired of Lego animation. I do kind of just in general love the the way that these worlds come to to life and seeing all the various like actual Lego pieces. Or even like the guys going pew, pew, pew instead of actually shooting uh, guns. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I'm still on board. Um, and especially because this is my favorite so far of the ones that they made. Uh, it just... Uh, I'm half torn between, like, I just wish they would stop before they get bad. Uh, and yet also, you know, I'll go see another one. Maybe not Ninja, whatever the shit that was. Uh, but, you know, I'll see a property that I might actually have a vetted interest in. Um, but at the end of the day, this is going to be blasphemy, but this is one of my favorite Batman properties ever uh, put to any screen. So, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, I not can my, totally my see all-time what... favorite, but... I can see, like, the postmodern appeal to it. Yeah. yeah. So... Overall, I give it three and a half out of five. I had a lot of fun with it, and I can't wait to watch it again. I actually quite agree. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching this again at some point. Um, obviously, I'm happy that this film has done pretty well at the box office, as it's uh, already cleared just north of $180 million worldwide uh, for a you know film coming out in February, even with all the names behind it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, I enjoyed this. I really, uh, as pretty much everyone, if you've listened to this podcast, know I love Batman. By far my favorite superhero. And, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this. Uh, in you know, the more I've thought about it, the more I actually feel like I enjoyed it, even then when I was in the theater uh, a little over a week ago. Um, a lot of great little uh, mentions that came throughout the film. And I feel like there actually probably could have been more. Um, but you know what? It it was just uh, a really well put together little film that incorporated a lot of elements of this generation's brand of film as we have a sequel, uh, different continuities, different universes, but at the same time also felt so much more original than any of the Batman things that I feel like I've seen in the last two films he's been in. So, and, and and even with the final Christopher Nolan film, I didn't feel like there was hardly anything original in that. So yeah, I I was a fan. Um, I'll, I'll 
go right along with Nick and give this a three and a half out of five is I think this is a, this is a really nice little film that uh, will be something I'll definitely be interested in seeing again. So Jason. Yeah. Um, just kind of building off of what you were talking about. I was like, I feel like if, if the Lego Batman film were a Lego set, I feel like the, the age parameter for it would be like built like intended for ages eight to thirty. Like you can enjoy this even if you're like a a a, a first incarnation like Batman fan. Like you've you've never encountered Batman before. It's like this is like your first Batman experience. But also for a lot of people who have like seen a lot of other continuities, like I feel like you're going to get a lot more out of that as well. It's like it's it works on both of those levels as a children's film and also as a send up to Batman fans. Where I am. And I really enjoyed it. I like that's for, for whatever criticisms I might have of it, I want to just like put across that I did really enjoy this film. Um, I just think I could have enjoyed it a lot more. I thought it it's it is, in my opinion, it is not the the best incarnation of itself because it is only a Batman film. It is predominantly a Batman film and not so much a Lego Batman film. And I'd like to see a lot more of the actual creativity that comes out of it, at least like that, that comes out of that property of, of tying that into it, like integrated into the actual story itself instead of just like as a, as a one-off joke in a, in a third act climax. And I feel like all the strengths of this film on its own for the references, for the animation, for the jokes, for the, the, the voice acting, all those things just kind of tell me that this is like the initial, like, this is the best product that we can really get from this Lego Batman continuity and that any subsequent sequel, I feel like was just going to feel redundant, you know? So yeah, it's like, I think that maybe this might be better off as like a one-off. I, we know that damn well probably won't be. It was like, if it's, if it's successful enough, they will have a sequel. But I just think that this initial film is good on its own. And I so- feel like characters from this specific universe can show up in other Lego films. Yeah. I don't know if there would specifically be another Lego Batman There's, movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping if they really need to go down that route that they do something that's both inspired by but separate where they do like the Superman Green Lantern <laughs> buddy cop movie or yeah. something like that where Batman just shows up in it. Because yeah. I actually, that was one of my favorite passages of this movie was when Batman goes and accidentally crashes the, the, party. Justice, the Justice League party. Yep. It almost feels like it's it, it's sort of riffing off of the, the instance of a kid playing with Legos and just dumping them all on the floor and making up a story as they go over the course of an afternoon. Like that's really what the, the sort of energy of that of this film is and I'd like to see a return to that that's not so much a a direct evocation of any sort of particular Batman story, but just like more more sort of weirdness. Like let's 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 just like get weird with it. Let's do something interesting. But uh, yeah, I would give this a, a three out of five, and I yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, no, this is uh, the first Batman property we've all liked. Yeah, well, usually yeah. you're you're the outlier, Nick. So yeah. there you wow. go. It just means I have high standards. Wow. That's, yeah, that's fine. So, uh, if you have any thoughts on the Lego Batman movie, always feel free to send them along to us at filmtankshow at gmail dot com, or you could also find us on Facebook, Twitter. Or Instagram as well at Film Tank Show. So next week, uh, moving on to another superhero film. But this is one actually Nick is very excited about. Nope. Really? Yeah, anyways. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. And uh, now it's Nick Clones because you put that thought in my head. (laughs) And that is the final uh, portrayal of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine until he does a movie with Deadpool. Uh, until he does it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is uh, the f- the final film in the Wolverine solo film. It's really just two movies, but they're, I guess it's kind <laughs> of felt supposed like... to be the final portrayal of Logan. No, I'm saying, but it's kind of like a, a solo trilogy. Yeah, I guess that. there's the yeah. standalone trilogy, yeah. how that fits in with yeah. the... Uh, but like this... Patrick Stewart showing up. Yeah, no, so. and uh, this film feels like it's going to be a little more 
uh, X-Men probably than the last uh, film was, which I didn't love, but I know Nikki really enjoyed. Yeah, um, that was great. And it's directed by James Mangold. Yeah, it is. Uh, this film is, as the yeah, last one was as well. Yep. It also is rated R, which is fantastic. Yeah, it is. And um, yeah, it looks like uh, maybe it'll find a way to use Boyd Holbrook that isn't horrible, so that's something. But we see uh, the film Logan coming out uh, next week, and we're going to go check it out and, and review it. I know Nick is excited about it. I know actually I am, even though this is a movie that I was very hesitant to have any sort of excitement about. And I think it's probably because of the uh, the younger character who is very similar to Logan, uh, played by Daphne Keene. I'll uh, be curious who... what you think as far as... Like as far as expecting something from a character who doesn't speak, yeah. Well, no, I. It's just the the feeling of probably at least in my opinion, Wolverine slash Logan. I always felt like, even though I like enjoying watching him when he's being a superhero, but him as a character, I felt like the only time he really seemed like he was pushing forward into something that could be interesting with the audience is when he had a very good relationship with rogue in the earlier X-Men films. And he was always, th- this feels like the first time he's actually going to have a relationship with somebody since then. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that for me, even though, you know, I love the character wholeheartedly, at least in the movies, uh, uh, he's definitely at his most interesting when he's tied to another human being. Yeah. Uh, or mutant, but um, another person, because that's his whole stick, is that he doesn't get involved. But whether it's Rogue or even Gene in a romantic nature, uh, it's he's always way more interesting and, and heartfelt. And this certainly looks like that's how they're going to end the franchise. And, uh, you know, the idea of someone having similar powers that he has we haven't really seen that other than that terrible early wolverine where we got a glimpse of his brother Sabretooth, played by leap schreiber uh in a movie that everyone wishes they could forget so it's just it, there's so many cool parts. credits though yeah huh i there's, like them okay there's so many parts to this mo- well are you talking about the the uh, intro credits yeah oh, okay I'm yeah saying, that, that like it got off to a good start if only that could have been the whole movie right um, but this feels like it has a chance to actually be quite good, uh, and I hope it is. And yeah, early reports, too. for the most part, everyone who's seen it that I've I've stumbled upon yeah. seems to think it's great. So yeah. I'm sure the internet will have a different feeling on it next week. I don't think they should act so fucking surprised, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, the last two Wolverine standalone films have not been unanimously loved by everybody. That's because nobody paid close enough attention to the second one. Okay, so we're going to be talking about that coming up on episode 104. You can always find us on FilmTankShow.com, where you can find all of our episodes. You can also find our episodes on iTunes or Stitcher at Film Tank Show. From Nick Cheney to Zan Egan, myself, Alex Diekman, thank you very much for catching up with us here on Film Tank, and we'll catch up with you next time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.